Happy Podcast for the Grinchish, the Jolly, and the Grossly Overfestive. I'm Julie Jester, the chaotic bisexual horse known on TikTok as Plant Based Bird Girl, and a Christmas elf who goes by the name Tinsel. And I'm Ellie Rudy. I'm a journalist covering the LGBTQ community, a lover of all things holiday, and a cotton-headed ninny-muggins. Yes, you are. <laughs> Thank bitch. Um, today, we're here to talk about which holiday traditions are gay, the sexualities of everyone at the nativity, and potential family drama over the holidays. This episode is for the ho-ho-hoes who make the Yuletide gay. Yes, it is indeed. Okay, I'm so excited for this episode. I think Julie and I both have some really, really good stuff in store. And I'm honestly just really ready to just jump into it with fervor. Yes, yes. Uh, And the only thing I'll say otherwise is Merry Lizmas. Merry Lizmas to our listeners. Merry Lizmas to you, Uh, Ellie. It's Lizmas. Thank you. We're starting our own non-religious winter holiday. Everyone can celebrate. There's no religion. Although, let's be honest, we kind of have our own religion starting it is. Well, we, we've talked at length at how we're going to start a cult, and Liz is just the first step. Yes. Um, so to start off, I am going to be talking about holiday traditions and which ones are gay and which ones are maybe not so gay. Um, I don't... I, going over the holiday traditions, there weren't any that were super, like, homophobic to me. Um, just because Christmas and Hanukkah... I don't know. It's like exchanging presents in the wintertime for pretty much no reason just seems like a gay thing in and of itself. So like most holiday things to me seem pretty gay inherently. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and, and get started. So. Uh, so number one, I wanted to start off with candy canes. These bitches are gay. OK, they are like. <laughs> The twinks of Christmas treats, um, they're pretty to look at, but they might not be everyone's tastes. They're also kind of like teeny tiny little stripper poles for like little elves to like get down on. So I'm I'm getting I'm getting gay vibes. Um, number two, I'm going to talk about menorahs. OK, menorahs are <laughs> gay. I kind of talked about this in the last episode, um, but menorahs are kind of like the gay icon of tabletop decorations. OK, they're. They're also super dramatic and demand attention and you have to make like a really long drawn out show of lighting them each night. Like it feels very gay to be like, (laughs) okay, you can have your presents, but you have to wait till sundown because that's the best lighting for me. And you guys have to say a prayer about me. Like, (laughs) like, look at me. I'm I'm literally a dramatic candelabra and everyone has to gather around and sing about me. And then you can open your presents. Like, Ellie, you are if I am a menorah. You're a menorah. I'm just listening to this and I'm like, are we talking about a menorah or are we talking about Ellie? Are we talking about me? Both. Um, (laughs) This is where my Jewish identity really comes out because I really identify with menorah. Um, Number three, I'm going to be talking about dreidels. So I'm kind of unsure if dreidels are gay. For this one, I truly have no idea. Like last episode, I was pretty sure that making children play with a spinning top to gamble on chocolate money was pretty gay. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe making people wait to eat their candy by playing a game first instead of just instant gratification, like, isn't so gay. Like, I feel like gays would be like, eat that candy, bitch, work. You get it all now. Like, slay the house down boots. You eat that chocolate gill. <laughs> <laughs> like, no need to play a game. Just do it now, bitch. You're on your own timeline. So I don't know. Listeners. Yeah. So. I have I have some conflicting feelings about that. Listeners, let me know what your thoughts are on that. Julie, I don't know if you have any thoughts on the sexuality of the dreidel. 
I feel like a dreidel is someone who could easily be yossified. I'm just thinking back to my idea for some kind of dreidel-esque transformation that Jinx Monsoon could do in a drag number, and, like, everyone throws gold coins at her. Like, I just, I, something about that I feel like could be a very queer and incredible experience, but it on its own, I don't know, making children gamble for chocolate sounds pretty capitalistic and straight to me. Yes, I totally agree with you. Speaking of capitalism, it's funny that you say this. So I, I'm talking about Hanukkah Geltz. For those of you who don't know, it's, wait, can you hear me okay? I want to make sure I'm being hurt. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. Um, so because <laughs> literally my worst nightmare is to not have what I'm saying be heard. So I'm glad that we're all here for it. Is to not have an audience to yes. laugh at your jokes. <laughs> and literally, I only have a one-person audience right now, so if I don't have you, I have nothing. And Molly's hey, I'm asleep. A, <laughs> I'm a damn good audience member. You are, I know, and that's why I need to make sure you hear all of this. Okay, so number four, I have Hanukkah Gelt. I, I personally think Hanukkah Gelt is very gay because making your own extra shiny currency out of chocolate just feels very homosexual. I don't really know how to explain why it just does, so... There's that. Um, number five, we have the quintessential Christmas tradition, the Christmas tree. Um, <gasps> Christmas tree is gay, okay? I feel like <laughs> gays back in the day when like the first Christmas tree happened, it was like it was cold outside and they were getting some like seasonal affective disorder, like winter saddies. And then one of them was like, you know, it'd be silly and fun if we brought a tree inside and then the other gay was like okay bitch work so quirky and fun but like what would we do with it and then the first gay was like okay we're gonna yesify her and decorate her with a whole bunch of tree jewelry and then the other guy was like okay yes bitch slay the house down boots like it's so unhinged to be like Truly. let's bring a tree indoors and yesify her but that is literally <laughs> i mean they literally like you just you just literally put a tree in drag every christmas like yes I I don't know any other way to say it. And the need to like the need to take out the need to take outdoor things and bring them inside having like rocks and plants around you is so queer. Mm-hmm, like it mm-hmm. <laughs> like crystals, succulents, taking a tree and putting it in drag, you're right. That is yep. That's a very gay time. It's very gay. Um Christmas lights gay. Um like they serve no real purpose and are just there to look pretty and like, especially Christmas lights, like, on the home, like, people will get kind of competitive about, like, who has the best Christmas lights in the neighborhood and, like, how pretty their house <laughs> looks with their neighbors. And they're like, who has the most sparkly house, which just feels, like, very petty and gay. Like, they're also putting their houses into drag and they're like, who has the hottest drag queen house? Because whoever does wins. Like, it's, like, getting so, like, I just think getting petty about things that literally have no consequences and don't matter is extremely gay. And so when people get kind of like, kind of like fussy about like Christmas lights, they're like, we need to have the most lights or like, we need to have the most like, you know, sparkly Christmas situation going on in our front yard. Like that feels so gay because there's zero consequences if you don't. But Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, there's a lot of drama going on in between neighbors. And I just think that feels gay. (laughs) That is really good. Also, side note, I want Christmas lights to just be up like all the time. They don't even have to be Christmas colored. Like, I just want the whole world to be covered in lights. Like, why don't we do that all the time? Why are we gatekeeping joy? I don't know. I have twinkly lights around my apartment all the time because I'm a basic bitch. But I also always have a pink tinsel Christmas tree in my apartment. It's like a little mini situation. So 
She's here year round. I it's my Ellie tree. I use it to celebrate myself. Um, yes. So yeah, we're not gonna gatekeep holiday joy. That, okay, twenty twenty three is the year of holiday joy year round. Um, so my next my next uh, little Christmas tradition is Elf on the Shelf. I personally have never participated in this, but I know that some people lose their shit for Elf on the Shelf. Will be like they'll literally like set their house on fire. And then, like, have their elf on the shelf in front of their burning home and be like, look what the elf did last night for their kids. Like, people <laughs> people get really into it. Or they, like, murder their family cat and be like, oh, my gosh, what did he do last night? He's so mischievous. Like, it's, it's just a weird vibe to me. Um, so I actually don't think elf on the shelf is gay. And dare I say homophobic. Like, that, this is probably the only one on the list I think that I'm actually, like, elf on the shelf is homophobic. Like, yes, he looks like a twink and coincidentally like a lot of the guys I've dated but <laughs> he's also so judgy <laughs> <laughs> and invasive like I'm sorry I don't feel like we should be we should be like telling small children that it's okay to have a stranger in our home who judges <laughs> us for our decisions and then like makes messes for no reason like like and then it's like no it's fun mischief like no we don't need that it's like boys will be boys mentality but it's a tiny little elf and like this time of year is stressful enough like i don't know maybe he gives me he gives me like kind of like self-hating like internalized homophobia vibes like he seems gay like he gives me twink vibes uh, but he but he's like projecting his internalized like homophobia onto other people by just being like a judgmental little asshole like literally look at the look on his face <laughs> Like, if you look at him, he's giving, like, major side-eye and then, like, a super passive-aggressive smile. And you're like, bitch, I don't need that, okay? Like, I, like, there's enough going on. The world is burning. I don't need you to be judging me and then also ruining shit in my house. I, I don't know. I honestly, Elf on the Shelf is something I've never understood. And honestly, I get a little hot and bothered about it. it okay. He's not my favorite. Hear me out. Hear me out. And I feel like, uh, this is how I want to do an elf on the shelf thing for kids if I had them or I don't know Ellie's American Girl dolls as her aunt. <laughs> um, <laughs> is is what if elf on the shelf is like a disaster gay and they like continually try to spread holiday cheer but what they keep messing up is like just because they're they're just a disaster. They're too chaotic to get any of it done correctly. Or what if Elf on a Shelf is like a Virgo and like really good at it and makes the house really pretty? How do we feel about Elf on the Shelf then? Also, Side Eye is kind of home. Side Eye is kind of queer, number one. And number two, the one rule that children have to the Elf on the Shelf and that the whole family has technically is that you can't touch the Elf. That's pretty gay. I disagree. I fucking hate him. <laughs> Like, I'm like, listen, I don't need Elf on the Shelf. I need Dreidel and a Ladle. Listen, let me have a fantastic little Dreidel who lives in a Ladle and I just find her around my home and she doesn't in make a mess. She doesn't make a mess. She cleans up. She folds my laundry just the way I like it. Okay. She puts the dishes away like they're supposed to. I, I just, I personally think <laughs> that having Elf on the Shelf encourages hate crimes because it's like, look, children. It's doing tiny little crimes around our house and we think it's cute. And that I don't listen, there's nothing that you can say that'll make me think Elf on the Shelf is okay. And yes, Side Eye is gay, but the way that he does it feels very judgmental. It feels like Karen Side Eye, like, mm, or like Judgy Lady in Church, who's like, 
oh, I, I didn't see her in church for two weeks in a row and I hurts because she's praying her life to Satan. Like, I just, anyway, anyway, I honestly. Okay, new, <laughs> a, a, a segment idea, because I'm riveted by this conversation. We take anything and we force ourselves to take opposite opinions on it, no matter how we actually feel. And we just debate the stupidest stuff back and forth. Like, is Elf on the Shelf homophobic? I love that. So literally just like debate club. Yeah, like debate club. But instead of anything smart, it's all just the mess that's coming out of our heads. Love that. I will have the stenographer write that down. Write that down. It's on our notes. It's on our notes for next week. Um, What's our stenographer's name? I feel like we should give them a name. Glenn. Glenn, write that down. Glenn. Glenn. Glenn's got it. Glenn's got it. Glenn. Glenn. Yeah, yeah. We got it. We got it. Okay, number eight, um, leaving cookies out for Santa. This feels very gay. Like, leaving out treats for a home intruder is gay. <laughs> and it's like kind of like giving your sugar daddy, like, a little thank you present for, like, bringing you your sugar daddy gifts. So, yeah, I'm saying that's gonna gay. Say, I was going to say it's also very, it's, like, very feminine when you described it that way, leaving your home intruder a little gift. It's like, it's like the female <laughs> apology, like. Like, like sorry. somebody, sorry, the yeah, place sorry. is a mess. It's a mess. Oh my god, it's such a mess. But like, like help yourself to anything. Here's some cookies. Yeah, like uh, you broke into my home, and it's like, oh my god, I just, I just feel like I should feed you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god, my dog barks so much. Like, don't mind her. Like, she's just like that with everyone. Like, here's some cookies. Yes, yes. Um, that is the vibe that I think that leaving cookies out for Santa gives. Number nine, stockings. I mean, okay. They're so gay. It's like, this is not undisputable. <laughs> Putting out fancy socks to put like additional cute, tiny gifts in <laughs> is very gay. And like everything that you find in a stocking is like cute little trinkets or like maybe like little friendship bracelets. Like it's nothing of, of real value typically. It's just like cute little like bits and bobs that you're putting in fancy socks. And not just, I mean, I'm just, I'm getting gay. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also like, I didn't get enough presents on the floor under the tree in drag. I need a special sock full of more presents just in case I didn't get enough from what was already happening. 100%. And all the presents in it are going to be like really small and tiny and have no real purpose or value. But like, I love them and I need them. (laughs) Queers love a mini. Queers love a mini. Doesn't matter what it is. Mini candy, mini purse, mini doll. Um, okay, my next one is mistletoe. I don't think mistletoe is gay because I think mistletoe is usually used as like a tool by like straight men to like like corner women and like yeah. you kind of have to like laugh like, oh, I guess we have to kiss word on the mistletoe. And then as a woman, you kind of be like, have to be like, haha, funny, that's a funny joke. Like, yeah, kind of have to laugh it off because if not, it'll be like super awkward. Or you'll like fear for your safety. So I don't think mistletoe is gay. I think mistletoe is a tool of straight men. <laughs> I feel like mistletoe leads to more hate crimes than elf on a shelf. Bold claims. Ooh, okay. We can get back to that later because I have a lot to say on it, but I'm making my way through the list. <laughs> elf on the shelf undeniably is the worst thing on this list. But anyway. Um, okay, so number 11, uh, Santa Claus. Um, this might be controversial, but... I don't I don't think Santa Claus is gay. I do not think he's homophobic by any means. Like I think Santa Claus loves everyone, but he does strike me as very straight. Like I just get I mean, maybe I would feel differently if I read some of the books that you mentioned in last <laughs> week's episode. Say, um, unless but, you read Daddy is a Bear or exactly. no, Santa is a Bear. Yes, exactly. So it, my initial my initial, you know, 
reaction and like thought is is Santa is straight. Um, now the elves, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, Santa feels straight to me. Um, so next we have Rudolph. Rudolph is so gay because Rudolph is like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed of my red nose. Like, don't look at me. It's so gross and weird. Um, but like nose is actually like really cool and then makes him unique and then like fakes shock when Santa like needs his help on Christmas. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, me? Like you really need my help? Like I just have this silly little red nose. Like I don't know how I can help. Like just like feigning modesty, gay. <laughs> yeah. Feel real, real, real. And then lighting the way, lighting the path. Like yeah, rainbow have, bright. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Um, number 13, I have gingerbread houses. So tiny houses decorated in candy made of cookies feels very gay to me. But then the actual construction part <laughs> may not be homophobic, but it is frustrating to say the least. Like putting together a gingerbread house that is not structurally sound is so upsetting. So I feel like the decorating part is gay. I won't say the construction is homophobic. However, it doesn't feel gay to me. So I feel like there's we have aspects of both in the gingerbread. Hear me out. Hear me out. The gingerbread house is the most lesbian of all because a butch lesbian can construct a house and a femme lesbian can make it shiny and pretty. Okay, work. Yeah. L- yeah. Maybe les- yeah. Maybe gingerbreads are like the perfect lesbian couple activity <laughs> i think it might be not that all lesbian couples have two like a butch and a and a femme going for them but in relationships where that is true i feel like gingerbread houses are the perfect activity yeah okay yeah that makes sense um okay at number 14 eggnog eggnog is one of my favorite christmas treats i know that's controversial some people hate it i think it's delicious <laughs> um However, I do not think eggnog is gay. To me, eggnog is like an old white woman who married her high school sweetheart and they've been happily married ever since. And every year they go on like an Alaskan cruise together. And and I can't explain why that is. It's just the truth. Um, it Yeah, eggnog is a straight old white woman. And she's great. Like she 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 probably has <laughs> like like a trans granddaughter. And she's really like supportive of her. And she she like goes to well, she can't really like really go to pride marches anymore because she's so old. So she like she can't walk that well anymore. She has a walker, but she'll like stand by pride parades and like have a t-shirt that says like, like, I can be your grandma. Like, give me a hug for like people who oh, yeah. grand- like that's what eggnog is. Like she's a strong ally, but she is very straight and has has never thought about a woman in her life in a in a romantic way. You are describing Except for the married her high school sweetheart part, my mom. That Amazing. was to my mom. I mean, she's not as old as I think the woman you were conjuring. No, this woman is very old. The other thing was everything else is very true. Goes to pride parades to be like the mom of everyone. Um, goes on Alaskan cruises. A proud ally. Like yes, okay. So your mom is eggnog. Proudly, my mom. My mom is eggnog, and she's probably listening to this. So hi, mom. Love you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. <laughs> Hi, Mom Jester. You're eggnog. <laughs> You're eggnog, and we love you. And we love you for it. Um, okay, so number 15, we are now at Advent calendars. Um, so I want to hear yes! I want to hear what you have to say about Advent calendars before I get into my bit. So this wasn't even I didn't even have opinions on whether it's gay or not, although this the, my first thought is that it's very gay. Um Advent, my here was my plan that you and I could possibly do together. I was so I was at a dinner last night with a very loaded family that I love um, that I babysat for. And it was like my goodbye party from Chicago. 
and advent calendars came up and they talked about how like each family member gets two or three advent calendars like the dad has a whiskey advent calendar and a star wars legos advent oh calendar my gosh, so fun and yeah and the daughter gets like a sephora advent calendar and a bunch of other things she likes and the mom got like a tea advent calendar and something else anyway i was thinking there are so many freaking out advent calendars out there now like there's there's so many what if for the entire year of 2023, I bought enough advent calendar calendars to open like each one month? each yeah each day yes like, please and so then we just do a whole year of like advent calendars and like Ellie if this is something we did together on TikTok we could do one month where like you and I make each other an advent calendar Done. which would be so cute L- literally Hot. literally say no more I'm so excited about this project this will be <laughs> what I will be doing over my Christmas I. Brilliant. We'll talk more about it. Yes, I am thrilled. Um, So like a whole year of just one present every day. Love that because (laughs) I need something to look forward to. Literally my birthday, Christmas, Hanukkah and New Year's are all in December and the rest of the year for me is nothing. So I'm going to need something to work through. I'm Uh, obsessed. I'm obsessed. I love that. Um, So so I kind of had some mixed opinions on advent calendars. Like, yes, advent calendars are are very organ. Like they're kind of like, okay, to me. Advent calendars are specifically like very, very organized gay men. Like <laughs> there's a tiny door that we get to open every day and we get to make a big deal out of it and we get like a fun little treat. Like to me, it's like, like, it's like, okay, everyone gather around. It's time to open our, like, come on. And we're doing our advent calendar. Come on over. And then like we open it and we're like, yay. Like that feels very like very organized type A gay man. However, advent calendars can also be for the like chaotic, disorganized gay specifically bisexual julie i'm talking about you because if you miss like five days in a row and then you open them all on like one day and you're like oh now i get like five things on one day because i missed like that just it feels chaotic and it feels like someone would be doing out of a calendars technically incorrectly and that to me speaks to you Oh, it's so unfortunate, y'all. We haven't gotten into my star chart, but I'm a wannabe organized bitch, and I'm an is a disaster zone. Um, mm, yeah, it's a, it's yep, it's it's Virgo Sun. When I'm on my game, I'm on my game. It's Sagittarius Moon. I'm all over the fucking place. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that checks out. So, um, anyway, that's my thoughts on advent calendars. Gay Love it. in lots of different ways. Um, to me, okay, Christmas cards. I've gone back and forth on these. My gut reaction was like, oh, super gay. Like, send pics of everyone, like, to everyone you know of you and your family looking hot. But then I actually, like, think about a lot of the Christmas cards that, like, I've received. And they're usually, like, super vanilla. Everyone's wearing jeans and, like, either a white or black turtleneck. And it just feels very boring. And gays aren't boring. So it's like, I think there is a way to yassify a Christmas card. I just think about most of the Christmas cards I've gotten don't feel gay. In fact, they feel very straight. Okay, uh, number 17, I have uh, Christmas caroling. Probably the gayest Christmas Christmas tradition, in my opinion. Like, let me get together my little group of friends and we're all going to wear super festive stuff and go door to door and sing to people and have them all tell us that we sound really good and then expect them to give us like hot chocolate or cider afterwards, like invite us in their home and, and like pudding. Yeah. And like, I just think this also feels very like choir kid slash musical theater kid thing to do of which I was both. Um, and those groups also tend to be super gay. So I don't know. It just, it just checks out like it, Caroling's gay. I don't know any other way to put it. Um, number 18, we have tinsel, so gay literally a sparkly boa you put on a tree that you brought in your house gay 
Um, it's what my family calls me at Christmas. <laughs> tinsel? Yeah. Love that. Um, okay. So for my next one, it is, and this is my, this is actually my last one and will be a, a good way to, to lead into a later on segment, but brilliant. Uh, the nativity scene. So, um, so I think the nativity scene is very gay because it's like three <laughs> fans, like specifically because the three kings, because three fancy gay, like king uncles travel like so far to be there to give a baby, like a super fancy gift. Like they're the people that come to the to baby shower and like, oh my gosh, like we got your baby, like gold bangles that they can only wear for like two days but like we're extra we're super extra and like it's it's monogram engraved but like no big deal so like and like the the kings get there and like oh gee like we're so late and like sorry like and, and like they get there and they're like not impressed with the baby shower they're like okay we're literally in a barn like we literally traveled so far to be here and like this is kind of a shit show like they're like i could have thrown a better baby shower um and like we spent all day and night traveling across the desert but like don't worry our calves look amazing now and like no biggie like we definitely brought like the hottest presents like gold frankincense and myrrh but like no biggie like thank us later jesus like literally jesus's (laughs) dramatic fabulous rich gay uncles like it they alone to me in my opinion make uh the nativity scene very gay which leads us very well into our next little segment of Julie's where she will be assigning sexualities to everyone who is at the nativity scene. So Julie, take her away. I'm going to, I'm going to run on through this, but Ellie, please give your comments as you see fit. And I had a very, I had a very different take on the wise, not a very different take on the wise, but a slightly like a skewed take on the wise men, but I'm going to just, I'm going to start. I'm going to go in order of how I wrote these down. Mary bisexual. To say you were visited by an angel and impregnated by God is an extremely bisexual claim. Like, I don't think there's any two ways about it. So that takes us to Joseph, who's straight, but has, like, super bi-wife energy, because he just accepted, he just accepted that his wife said that she was visited by an angel and impregnated by God, and he was like, yeah, yeah, okay, love that girl. Like, (laughs) let's have this this baby. So then, okay, here we go. So as I was writing this, this is my most irreverent segment that I've done on Liz or in my TikTok career. Um, And I, it was really healing for me who experienced a lot of major homophobia in my super extreme Christian days, which are so funny that they exist and this is who I am now. Um, But so Jesus, Jesus, though, I'm not going to say he's queer because I don't want that backlash. And I also am still. A little, uh, a little, a little, a little, uh, tender in my Christian, um, era, but I, I personally, am... <laughs> I just have to interrupt, I personally think that Jesus is gay and, like, all the, like, what are they called, acolytes, were the people that follow him, his little friend group, his little the gay disciples. friend group, his disciples, yeah. like, he's, like, the king gay and they're all his little gay friends, and then, like, Mary Magdalene <laughs> was, like, the girl who, like, she was, like, the girl who held the camera. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I was gonna say... I don't I'm not going to say Jesus is gay, but I am saying what an entrance. Period. Um, <laughs> but then also I said maybe he's straight because no queer would be choose to be born in hay. Work. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so then Angel Gabriel, that's the angel who is like standing in this giant white. Sometimes she's flying. Sometimes she's sometimes she's on the ground, but she's always in this giant white winged costume. 
I'm saying that they're a non-binary drag queen. Number one, because all angels are genderless beings. Like, you can't tell me that an angel has anything but, like, a Ken doll situation going on down there. And then also the fit. The fit! Like, the outfit. Like, okay. So here, okay, now we have the three wise men, which is, like, I loved your take on the three wise men, and mine is somewhat similar. So, with the frankincense, gold, and myrrh, that seems like something that, all of those things seems like something that you would find on a bisexual girl's witch shrine. So Mm. that was where I started. But then I was like, they chose to walk four or five months to see a baby in a barn. These are definitely Comic-Con asexuals Hmm. because they they waited in line for hours to see their comfort character. They brought them a shiny thing and then like maybe got to be in a photo with them. That's like that is asexual passion to a T. Yeah, I hear what you're saying and I get it. Um, The sheep. I wrote, the sheep is a gay icon because I won't accept anything else. I could tell you that 8% of sheep exhibit gay behavior, or I could just say that the sheep is gay as fuck because I want him to be. You tell me what's more fun. Um, And then the shepherd who canonically stood there watching, I think he's just a straight dude, but he's very accepting of his gay sheep. So, I mean, he's fine. He's chilling. Shepherd's not much of a go-getter. He's not... He does, he's not he's he doesn't have that like insane fire in his belly. He's just kind of like there. Um so then I wrote the donkey. I can't disassociate any donkey from Donkey from Shrek. So essentially that's Eddie Murphy in the, in the nativity scene. And Eddie Murphy once did a lot of homophobic uh stand-up comedy, but he has also since then apologized for those jokes and said that he cringes when he hears that era of his comedy. So I feel like the donkey is a straight ally who is coming to terms with his past self. Like he's very embarrassed of who he was. And now it's like extra important for him to be standing by this this non-binary drag angel and this possibly queer son and this bisexual couple. And then uh, finally... Wait, 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 Julie, Julie, I also have to say that I did play the donkey in uh, the Christmas pageant, so there is that. I have. I also played a donkey in Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, okay. Um, okay, wait, do you, so in Midsummer Night's Dream, the fairy princess falls in love with the donkey, and I think my gender identity can be summed up in the fact that I have been in that play both as the fairy princess and the donkey. Yes, that makes sense, and it checks out. <laughs> um, <laughs> move on. <laughs> yep. And then the star, lastly, the star that guided everyone to the barn. That is a femme lesbian, specifically a Virgo femme lesbian, because she gave all that excellent direction giving and she looked beautiful while doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't fault you for any of that. Honestly, it all feels very accurate. I have, I have, Thank you. No, I have no, no comments. No notes. No notes. No notes. <laughs> um, okay. So next we are, what are we doing next? We're doing... It's your secret segment, I believe. Oh, right. Okay. So next we are doing my quick, very quick little secret segment, but I was just doing my I own... I know what the secret segment I is. I know. I was doing my own little research and I found out that there's actually a very gay history to Christmas. <laughs> I know. Okay. So I'm going to rapid fire this. Okay. What we know today is Christmas actually came from the Greeks and Romans. And as we know, they were all super gay. Um, So this was actually during the Greek and Roman time. um, This was actually a time to like celebrate the winter solstice and, you know, ringing in the new year. 
Um, so the Greeks and Romans, December 25th, didn't represent the birth of Jesus. It was actually the birth of the sun god, Sol Invictus and or Helios. Um, so the time leading up to that December 25th situation is called Saturnalia. And, and it honored, it, and it honored, it honored the god of fertility and, and harvest, Saturn. So December 17th to December 23rd, honestly, like we're kind of coming up on Saturnalia in like three days. So get ready, bitches. Um, so it was kind of like this giant party that lasted for like a week. And it was just, it was just a giant, like, sex orgy okay i don't know any other way to describe it like tons of partying (laughs) lots of gay sex like it was just hedonism to its core there was even one emperor who like loved saturnalia so much um this emperor's name was okay here we go elagabalus um and this emperor who was male male presenting would wear dresses during this time and refer to himself as his like male lovers like queen like he would make all his like little boy toys call him queen so honestly the gender identity of this person is not totally known but it's really cool to see maybe like a gender mysterious person in antiquity it all of all of the things referred mm. to this person as a male but definitely was cross-dressing it had people refer to him as female occasionally so that he was like the queen king of saturnalia he was like yes bitch we're gonna have a big gay sex party um, yeah, you throw these huge gay sex parties, there'd be tons of alcohol, lots of violets, which we talked about in past episodes. And also his pet tigers would be there. I mean, oh, I love tigers. Gay icon. He's like, also my big sexy cats are going to be here while everyone is yes. gay sexing each other. I love that. Um, okay. So also, so like, there's a lot of traditions from Saturnalia that we can see carried over into our modern Christmas traditions today. So people during Saturnalia would decorate their home with wreaths. They would take time off of work. They lit a lot of candles. There's big feasting. They were playing wintertime music. Um, and they also exchanged gifts. I will say the gifts exchanged during Saturnalia were often quite more sexual in nature than probably we'd see the things <laughs> under our family Christmas tree. Lots of, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into it, but pretty much any like gay sex thing from Greek time you can imagine is what would have been happening during Saturnalia. So I just love that Christmas and what we know is like this like time of year that's like literally the most wonderful time of the year is also in its roots very gay so that was my little surprise segment i just had to get i i had no idea that christmas had those roots but i was just doing some research and i was like i can't not mention this so there we go there's my little surprise segment um so ellie would you hate me if i told you that i have to pee no go do it you live your best okay thank you we can either cut this part out or you could make up a christmas jewish gay song for okay, us <laughs> i can try doing that if it's bad i'll cut it out if it's good i'll keep it in <laughs> okay cool see you in a minute okay um on a kind christmas come but once a year it is the best time to listen with your ears there is tinsel and also menorah and if you sleep with lots of people that makes you a whore oh, the holidays are the best I can attest I celebrate both Hanukkah and Christmas and 
every year when the holiday season ends. I'm like, I'm gonna miss this. There are candles on the table in a dramatic candelabra. I try to think of a word that rhymes. Oh, oh, chupa, chupacabra. Um, there's a tree inside the house. And, and also, um, don't get lice because you don't want louse. And also, and also, there are dreidels that you spin on the floor. And when you're done playing, you're saying, I want more. There is guilt for sugar time. And it's the holidays with no reason or rhyme. Is Julie back? I don't. <laughs> oh yeah. I, okay. Well, it honestly went better than I thought. Okay. It cool. It's in the sec. It's in the show. Hey, you will hear it later. <laughs> Brilliant. I cannot wait. When I put my headphones on, all I heard was "Is Julie Pop." <laughs> so it was perfect, and that's honestly how I want to be addressed anytime I re-enter a room. <laughs> you are in for a treat <laughs> when you listen back on this episode. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Also, Kwanzaa. People celebrate Kwanzaa during this time of year. <laughs> but I don't know anything that rhymes with Kwanzaa. Oh, wait, matzah kind of rhymes with Kwanzaa. And we eat matzah balls during the Hanukkah. Okay, oh. now I'm done. I just want to be inclusive of all holiday festivities and Saturnalia. Okay, now I'm done. I'm done. Winter solstice. solstice. Okay, I think we've got them all. If we've left any other winter holidays out, I'm so sorry. I'm trying my best. Anyway, what am I getting ready for? I don't know where we're at, but I'm excited. I believe it is naughty or nice. We are doing naughty or nice. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. So I can't wait. I was going to introduce this as one of our most successful bits of all of our podcast, which is where we take a scenario that might happen to you in the holidays, and then I give you the nice way of responding to it, and Ellie gives you the naughty way of responding to it. But when I say it's one of the most successful, I just mean that we liked it the most. (laughs) Also, you could hear the Prosecco just hit me there. Uh, yeah, I'm having a little vodka soda action, and I've been there since the beginning, so... <laughs> Ellie, yep, Ellie Ellie and I were, were drinking jingle juice for this episode, and it's getting... it's getting fun! <laughs> we are drinking jingle juice for the holidays! It's getting silly! Um, we're getting so silly. Okay, okay, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read the first scenario. And for those of you who don't know, who haven't listened to our Thanksgiving episode for some godforsaken reason, basically what this segment is, is we present scenarios for you of family members during the holidays just maybe saying some dumb shit. Uh, We've all been there. So we are going to present some scenarios for you. Julie will say maybe the more polite, probably more productive way (laughs) to actually uh, maybe educate Mm -hmm. a family member Mm -hmm. and, and help things progress. I will say how I would personally respond, which um, <laughs> is usually not productive and ends in violence. <laughs> if you are if you are planning on continuing to see these family members, take my advice. If you're ready to just like cut you, it all, yeah, burn if you're it ready all to down, burn the house down. I'm your girl. Yeah, Ellie's your girl, and or, that's a choose yeah. your own adventure. At the very least, if not, not you don't even have to burn the house down, but just make things weird and very uncomfortable to the point where no one will talk anymore. Um, that's good. That's real good. Yeah. So for our first scenario, you're you're home for the holidays, and your dad says, 
And this is something my dad says. I love you, dad. He hasn't said this to me, but he does say it to my brother all the time. He says, okay, we want grandchildren. When are y'all going to finally have kids? That is a classic Kirk Rudy move. So Julie, how would you respond to that? Hey, dad, I'm happy to see you too. They'll come when I'm ready. And if they don't, I hope you you can accept my choice uh, for whatever reason it is that I choose not to have kids. I want more time as your kid before I start having any of my own. Love you. Let's go play Dance Dance Revolution. And (laughs) And then in my head, because this sounded so 90s, it sounded so much like, um uh what's it called full house that after i say love you let's go play dance dance revolution you hear ah everywhere you look i love that i love that um that i I feel like the really great spin on it was being like i'm still not done being your kid like that that helps Um, yeah well so that's the thing is my dad had us when he was way older and he all I feel like everyone in his life has grandkids now but like my sister and I are still in our like I'm in my early mid-20s my sister's in her mid-20s like neither of us are neither of us are at that phase and we're like so yeah uh I like the way you spun that I had a little bit of a different response (laughs) I said that we already have American Girl doll children, Dad, and it's high time you start treating them like part of the family. Because this is something that I very realistically could see myself saying to my father. That or, I already have a stampede of Chewinies, Dad. I don't need kids. Um, so, yeah. American yeah. Girls or dogs, pick your poison. Uh, you owe nothing to no one. Yeah. Uh, Love it. Do you want to read our next scenario? Your uncle... Asks you, a gay, where are the parades for straight people? You don't see us screaming about our sex lives. And honestly, even if you're straight and ask this question, you could educate uncle, your uncle. All right, here's what I wrote. Actually, Uncle Jimothy, we feel the need to parade about sexuality because heterosexuality has been so forced on everyone for so long. Straight people force their sex lives everywhere. Think about perfume ads, billboards, every rom-com ever. Or the other day when someone asked six-year-old cousin Martha who her boyfriend is. It's all, it's all straight, 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 straight. We parade to say this love deserves to be witnessed and not only that, but to be welcomed and celebrated too. Also, straight people go to pride parades. We just hope that the straight people there recognize their privilege and the importance of their allyship being about supporting gay people and not virtue signaling. I hope that makes sense, Uncle Jimothy. Let's go get your meds. (laughs) Love that. I love that you're also making sure he's medicated. You're you're helping him in many ways. I said, here's your straight parade and then just turn on a rerun of Friends. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I actually just came up with that right now because I was really struggling with this one. And then I was like, oh, wait, friends exist. So (laughs) (laughs) that's our ode to straight people is is friends. Um, Okay. So the next one is you give your boy cousin a makeup palette for Christmas because he loves watching makeup tutorials on YouTube and your uncle gets really offended because, quote, boys don't play with makeup. What do you say? Ugh, Uncle Jimothy again? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. 
I love you, but you're saying some pretty outdated things this year. I could tell you that makeup is an amazing art form or that historically men wore makeup all the time. I could also ask you what kind of message we're sending to young girls if we say only they take up the mantle of changing their appearance for whatever reason, but I don't think that you care about the feminism of all of this. So here's what I will say. If Jonah gets joy from wearing makeup, why shouldn't he wear makeup? There are entire shows and franchises celebrating boys who are great at makeup. Look at RuPaul. Most importantly, it's our job as his family to love Jonah and accept him exactly as he is. And the boy looks good. He did my makeup better than I ever have. Uncle Jimothy, did you actually swallow your medication or did you hide it under your tongue again? Jimothy! Okay, love that. I said, uh, what did I say? I said, you're right. Boys are supposed to play with guns and fire and stuff like that. So I also got him a blowtorch. So have fun dealing with that. (laughs) (laughs) Makeup and a blowtorch is the revolution. Yes. Uh, I'm like, you know what? Your outdated opinions are correct. So here's weapons. I'm going to ruin your life. Yes. There you go. Weapons for our, like, what? Our 10-year-old cousin or 12-year-old cousin? You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay, you read the next one. uh, Your grandmother keeps deadnaming your cousin while y'all are wrapping Hanukkah presents. How do you respond? I wrote, hey, Granny Smith. You're doing such a great job rapping, but I just want to give you a gentle reminder that the person to your left's name is Colin. Did you forget? That's okay. Sometimes adjusting is hard, but it's really important that we use Colin's proper name. Colin, you're standing too close to the menorah. Oh God, the wrapping paper is on fire. Colin! (laughs) I love that, like, using this person's correct name both scenarios are in are in a situations of terror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's there's yeah. something is going down and Col- it's Colin sounds like he might he might be he might fuck up sometimes. Yeah, Colin is absolutely a disaster queer, but we love Colin for we it. We love Colin. Um and Colin deserves to be called Colin no matter how good he is at at burning houses down. <laughs> yeah. Um So I said, just refuse to call your grandmother her correct name, like, the whole time she's in town. Like, just be like, can you pass the salt, Jeff Goldblum? Or like, hey, Samantha from the Samantha movie from the American Girl franchise, where's the wrapping paper? Like, by the end of the visit, she won't know who she is anymore. So just psychologically destroy her. (laughs) Damage her. Um, I'm sorry, you're giving the advice of doing to the grandmother what you do to my cat on a regular basis? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I, yes, that simple answer is yes, yeah. Hot. Um, okay, am I reading the next one? You, yeah, you read the next prompt. Okay, so your brother-in-law asks, why is there a love means love ornament hung on your tree? Hey, Seth. I don't know if this is a targeted question or not. Are you asking because you know it's a gay phrase and you don't support gayness on the Christmas tree? Or are you asking because you have truly never heard the phrase love is love? Which if you haven't, what do you have against love? Isn't that why we're here with our family? Isn't that why you married my sister? I've loved boys and girls and it makes me happy to see that ornament there as a symbol of my love being celebrated just as much as anyone else's in this family. Like how we have this ornament with mom and dad's wedding photo on it. We good, Seth? 
All right, now help me prank my sister. Where is she right now? <laughs> I love the ending to that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I I said, um, okay, so he's he says, why is there a love means love ornament hung on the tree? Don't even have a response. Just ignite the tree into flames and then burn the whole house down. <laughs> and then once the house is burned to rubble, say, well, there isn't any more. And then blame him for the arson incident. He's in prison and you have great home insurance. So it's a (laughs) (laughs) win-win. And I will say that is not the only scenario in which arson will be included. Uh, So uh, moving on, you got number six. Brilliant. You come out to your family and your cousin says it's just for attention. Julie, Julie, did this happen to you? <laughs> it did not happen you to like, me. This honestly I'm... speaks a little too close to home, and I did do I'm it for attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I actually wrote this one specifically for you. Um, yeah, you all this, is, this, is, this is your it's scenario. Healing. Yeah. It's healing. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, I, uh, okay, here we go. Huh, Cousin Gordon, why would I do this for attention? Do you know how wrong this could have possibly gone? Queer people can get disowned and so many other forms of neglect and hatred from their family. Why would I risk that? Why would I put myself through this if it weren't absolutely necessary? Do you know how much effort it took for me to build up the courage to share this with you all today? Gordon, I have loved hanging out with you this week and I love you so much. But I ask you what your problem is with my coming out here. Do you need this attention? Are you feeling weird about queerness? I would be happy to sit down and talk it out with you. Love you. Let's go play Xbox. <laughs> I love how after you have these like really deep responses, you're like, love you. Let's, let's deflect and not talk about this anymore and do something totally unrelated. <laughs> um, okay, so... I said you prove your cousin right, okay? It is all for attention. To accompany your coming out, you put on a tap dancing music number featuring fireworks, a mariachi band, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. And everyone loves it and is congratulating you on the production value of your coming out musical and just being gay in general. Your cousin is just sitting in the corner and Lin-Manuel Miranda literally won't even make eye contact with him. Like, you just, you're like, you know what? It is for attention. And then you make a whole show of it. And Lidman Mel Miranda is there. So <laughs> that's all I have to say on that. Hot. Um, okay. So for the next one, uh, for matching family Christmas pajamas, your aunt buys your AFAB trans cousin a nightgown instead of pants and a shirt option. Hey, Aunt Macy. I think someone may have made a mistake on the order that you placed. We shouldn't have six nightgowns. We should have five nightgowns. I think maybe Colin was given the wrong one. I would be happy to go drive out to the store and get Colin the correct pajamas. And then also here is a bonus point. If you are assigned male at birth and you are given one of the flannel shirt and pant sets and you're like comfortable in your masculinity... You offer to wear the nightgown and give Colin your pants and flannel set. And then when Aunt Maisie has a cow, because she's like, that should that guy shouldn't be wearing shouldn't be wearing a nightgown. Then you're like, oh, does it bother you when people are wearing clothes that weren't made for them? Hmm. Oh, which honestly, that's like one of my meaner answers. But 
But anyway, I think the most important thing here is is not isolating Aunt Macy as someone who's like out for attack. Here's here's my number one queer advice is like making the person who is committing the wrong seem like they didn't do it on purpose because that is the most likely that you can get them to change their ways um, is when you don't vilify them, which is so hard and is so hard to do the emotional heavy lifting there because we all want to like like blame and we all want to like just like ignite that that like uh they really did this to me on purpose and honestly they probably did but if we want to live in a better world we have to like see the best in people for our own sanity um so yeah so go out and buy go out and buy call in those pajamas okay love that um i just said if not everyone has the correct pajamas then nobody wears pajamas it's a naked christmas this year (laughs) Yours is also so good. We are using nudity as a form of resistance. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, okay, uh, next one. Um, your dad comments on how much or how little you're eating. Hey, dad, I know you mean well. I know you mean so well. But how much I consume is really a decision between me and my own body. And it may be something like it may be that you see other people who you think eat too much or eat too little, but you have no idea what is going on in their system. Some people are on medication. That means they need to eat more. Some people are on eating. Some people have eating disorders and they are struggling through therapy with that every single day. It is best. It is the best idea and in your best interest to not comment on how much food people are consuming. I love you so, 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 so much. And you raised me well enough to know how to take care of myself. I love you. Let's go play Monopoly. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I said, do that thing in Alien where an alien bursts out of your chest. And then the (laughs) alien goes up to your dad and says, that's not very polite. (laughs) That's it. Done. Hot. Hot. (laughs) Um, Okay. You see your aunt ask your seven-year-old female cousin, do you have a boyfriend yet? What do you do? (sighs) Hey, Aunt Macy. Good to talk to you again. Uh, I see you're asking cousin Martha that why why does she have a boyfriend? And my question to you is why does it matter if she is dating anyone at this time in her life? She is seven years old. Wouldn't you rather have her drawing pictures and exploring her imagination and seeing what it is that she likes in the world? I feel like it is strange to force heterosexuality and even just sexuality on a child this young. Maybe we should just let Cousin Martha be Cousin Martha and do what she wants to do and hold our horses on waiting for her dating life. Love you, Aunt Macy. Let's go play bocce ball. I love that at your holidays there are so many activities. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I I said either just answer answer for your cousin and be like, yeah, she has like twelve boyfriends and eight girlfriends. She's such a slut, <laughs> and then just make everyone really uncomfortable. <laughs> and then high five um, cousin Martha. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, you go, bitch. Or um, another option is do a surprise party for your aunt, but really it's a funeral for her. <laughs> oh, hot. Hot. <laughs> so, two options there, two avenues to go down. You know, pick whichever one best suits your scenario. They're both really, really good. Okay, and this is our last one. You go ahead, girly. 
Your uncle only invites boy family members to play football outside. What do you do? Hey, Uncle Jimothy, I would like to play football too. Oh, you just didn't invite me because I don't know the rules? Well, you had to have taught Gordon and Marcus and Colin the rules at some point, so why can't you teach me the rules? What? Are you afraid I'm going to be better than you? Okay, then teach me. Let's seriously, I want to have fun with you all while you're in town. Okay? Cool. Let's go! <laughs> I love that. Thank um, you. I said, be like, be like, okay, but then while all the guys are, like, like, like pretend like you don't care. Like, yeah, you, you boys go do your thing. But then while all the guys are getting ready to, like, play in the backyard, like, to do f- football, you cover the grass, cover the grass in lighter fluid. And then <laughs> in the middle of the game, accidentally, not so much accidentally, but accidentally drop a lit match and then watch them all burn and then be like, oops, guess it's just us girlies this Christmas then. Wow. <laughs> I, somehow, somehow the second you started talking, I knew it was going to be gasoline. I knew it was going to be lighter <laughs> fluid. And also, I love how this this naughty or nice, <laughs> half of your answers are just light them on fire. Just arson. <laughs> I am an aspiring arsonist. I'm trying to find my niche. 2023 is the year that I commit arson. Um, arson and advent calendars. Yes. Ellie's 2023. Yes. Um, okay, what is our next? Oh, wait. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay, so this is... Uh... <laughs> This is our rendition of the night. Twas the night before Christmas. I adapted it to Twas the night before Lismas. Yes. Um, Ellie has no idea what I have written here. I'm so excited. And honestly, I wrote it very, very late one night. I did my best with it, and I'm like so. I'm honestly proud of it. So if you don't like it or think it's cringe, then I want you to keep your comments in your pants. All right. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so ready. I'm so ready and I'm so excited. All right. Here we go! <laughs> the Night Before Lismas, adapted by Julie Violet Jester. <sighs> Twas the night before Lismas when on the podcast, not a bitch was listening, not even my ass. The sound was iffy, the jokes were okay. They needed a <laughs> hero to save Lismas Day. Ellie blacked out on the floor by her bed (gasps) while visions of Jeff Goldblum danced in her head. Julie in her flannel, with Sparky warm in her lap, settled her brain on her next TikTok thirst trap. (laughs) When out on the lawn there arose such a sound, Molly rose from the bed, Mm. a dutiful hound. Away to the window flew our small weenie. She opened the curtains. She made a martini. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie and Julie awoke somewhat disturbed to Molly the dog making one shaken, not stirred. (laughs) When what to their wondering eyes should be seen but a miniature sleigh and eight sleigh drag queens... With an intriguing driver, a hot brainy Miz, they knew in a moment it must be the Liz. Yes! Faster than Ellie's attention span falls, they came. (laughs) Liz whistled and shouted and called them by name. 
now Monsoon, now Dela, now Katya and Trixie, yes! work Royale, work Willow, work O'Hare and Kimchi, <laughs> to the yes! window, to the window, the wall, the wall. Shantae, you stay. Shantae, you stay. Now sashay away all. Yes! <laughs> As clubgoers on poppers began to feel the high, the drag queens in sync started to fly. Up to the roof, they strutted as they flew, with their sleigh full of fearsome and St. Liz, too. Ellie and Julie could hear through the ceiling the prancing and pawing of the drag queen's high heeling. <laughs> they stood in amazement and looked all around as through the chimney Liz danced to the ground. She was dressed all in pink from her head to her toe, Her clothes glittered as our girls yelled, Yes, ho! (laughs) A bundle of stuff was flung on her back. What could be in there, that bright pink sack? Her glasses, how they twinkled. Her smile, how merry. Her cheeks were like roses. Her nose, like a cherry. Her lipstick was beautiful. It truly was slay. And her, you know what? This part is getting pretty gay. (laughs) She opened her bag full of stuff. What could it be? The insides glowed. Then she dumped them on Julie. (laughs) Julie looked in the mirror. Ellie couldn't believe her eyes. Our dear bird girl Julie had been yassified. (laughs) My turn, my turn, yelled Ellie the cheese. Liz smiled as if to say gladly with ease. Ellie emerged from the glowing sack, made over and happy, looking like a snack. (laughs) The the girls felt so hot, they would have to go out. But then Julie realized that's not all the makeover's about. Mm. She was thinking clearly. Her brain was not hobbling. Liz made her less of an ADHD goblin. (laughs) Ellie and Julie were both in extreme shock. Their brains had jokes, bits, episode ideas on lock. Yes. Liz winked her eye and twisted her hair. She looked fondly at the podcasting pair. She spoke not a word, but had one more perk. She filled their stockings with mics that work. Yes! (laughs) Finally! (laughs) And laying her finger on the bridge of her glasses... Up the chimney she went, departing from the lasses. She mounted her sleigh, the drag queens she gave a twenty. And they started their flight. They shouted, yes, hunty! (laughs) But they heard Liz exclaim ere she drove out of sight. Merry Lizmas to all, and to all a gay night. Yes! That was so amazing! Thank you for that gift. I love that so much. I want to make that my ringtone and the alarm that wakes me up in the morning. And I want those words to be said as they lay my cold, dead body in the ground. That was fantastic. I love that. I'm so happy. I will, so I, <laughs> after I wrote it, like I knew I needed to save it for the episode, but I wanted to share it with you so bad. I was like, Ellie, I may have had a stroke of genius. Oh my God. I'm so glad that you took this because I started on it and I was like, no, too cringe. I, this cannot be published. <laughs> this, and I knew you would kill it. And I was right because uh, guess what? I'm always right. 
that was so important. I can't, I, I can't wait for like drama students in eighth grade to like do that as a monologue. Like that was for their, for their acting class. That was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Ellie and I kept trying to put this bit back and forth on each other because I was like, I don't think I can do it. And Ellie was like, I can't do it. And I was like, I don't think I can do it. And then and then you killed it. And then here it is. The night before Elizabeth Rudolph being like, I can't do it. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. My red nose. Oh, my God. Not me. And then you fucking killed it, which is not surprising (laughs) at all. Like, oh, my God, I could never. I'm going to make it cringe. And then it's like literally a a masterpiece. They needed to teach that in college English classes. That was fantastic. My my favorite part is where I have your dog make a martini. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Very on brand for her. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I love that. This, ugh, I, I know I say this most episodes. This is my favorite episode to date, and I'll say it. <laughs> Whatever. Did we go a little bit over time? Will this be a bitch to edit? Sure. But I will take it, and I will love every second of editing, because this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad. And honestly, you know, it's like a holiday special. They get yes. like some bonus minutes of Liz and you yes. get some bonus minutes bonus of editing, work. which fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Thank you so much. That was amazing. <laughs> I, I can die happy now because that poem exists. <laughs> I'm uh, so happy. Uh, all right, girlie. Will you want to do your little Christmassy sign off? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just also Merry Lizmas mm-hmm. to all of our listeners. Um, because you're so special and you're here and we love you and we're so glad to have you. Yes, we're so thankful. And if your family is insane, like the family members that we talked about earlier, or if your family is great, know that you're in our queer little Lismas family uh, as well. So you have us. You have yes. us. Yeah. DM us on Instagram. My Instagram is sweatygirl underscore 3000. <laughs> and I'm not going to explain why that is. But uh, if, you, if you want some like if you want someone to chat with, I'm not a licensed therapist, nor should I give anyone advice for anything. But I'm here to listen and be like, that sucks, bitch. I'm so sorry. So if you ever need anyone, I'm here. And I know Julie is, too. I am. I am. Um. So, yeah. Thank you for being here with us. And hey, if you're having trouble during the holidays, remember, Lizmas. Wait, I'm Julie Jester. <laughs> there we and, go. <laughs> and remember, if you're having trouble during the holidays, Lizmas is a state of mind. And I'm Ellie Rudy. And listen, this holiday, we are not going to let Elf on the Shelf ruin it, okay? <laughs> Don't let his judgmental bitchy looks get you down, bitch, because you are serving, okay? We love you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Winter Equinox. Happy Saturnalia. Happy Solstice. Happy Solstice. All of those Ah, things. Happy birthday to the Sagittarius and Capricorn babies. That too. We love you. Bye.